Hello, 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 and welcome to another incredible episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, thank you guys for checking out this week's episode. Uh, if you uh, like what you hear and you like me, you can follow me at the Matt Nix, T-E-H-E-M-A-T-T-K-N-I-C-K-S. Uh, that's on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can follow the podcast at at my violet podcast also on Twitter. Uh, and then I believe it's my violet tendencies on Instagram, Matt Nix on Instagram, whatever. Post a lot of cool pictures, mostly of my dog. Um, but we got a great episode this week. I'm getting to sit down with my good pal, Kevin Aldridge. Um, for those of you who don't know, Kevin Aldridge is the man, the myth, the legend behind the My Violet Tendencies theme song. Um, we met through, uh, through some friends I, as we talk about on this week's episode. Um, and yeah, we connected and just kind of became friends and, and got together working together on this theme song. And now we're working together on another song for the theme song of the podcast. I talked about a little bit last week. Um, but yeah, no, this week, uh, Kevin was in town for, uh, all out weekend and, you know, he came and checked us out at the PWT AEW softball game we get into that a little bit as well um and then we got to get together to get uh got to able to get together wow can't even talk now and uh just chat a little bit so i was able to glad we were able to do this uh hang out for a little bit and do this in person because haven't done a lot of in-person podcasts lately so uh, it was a nice little change of pace um but <laughs> before before we get into the episode itself. I, I just need to, I need to, I need to tell a little story here, folks, ladies and boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this past weekend, uh, was, I got into a little bit of scary, inc- uh, in- incidents, um, a little bit of road rage, uh, kind of going the wrong way. So, uh, let me paint the picture here for you. Um, so the other night, I was uh, leaving work here at Pro Wrestling Tees and uh, going to uh, pick up my girlfriend, and we were going to head over to her friend's uh, apartment for her birthday. Uh, just a small get-together, a couple people, nothing too crazy. Uh, so I got out of work at 8. I went and picked her up, and we started heading on over that way. She lived a little bit north of us, um, but on our way there, I'm driving and there's this car in front of me that's like trying to parallel park uh, into a spot that he clearly wasn't really able to fit into. So he's kind of blocking traffic. So I had to stop. And uh, it's a two lane, two lane street. So the cars are coming the opposite way. I couldn't go around. And the car behind me is just like honking and honking and honking and honking. And, I, and I'm not really one to like you know, yell at other people while I'm driving. Like I'll, I'll like, Oh, this guy, like this motherfucker, like as I'm like in my car, but I like, I, I don't really like to like, you know, get a little, get too confrontational, but like something just like triggered me, man. And like, he's just honking and honking and honking. And I just like roll my window down and I'm like, dude, I was like, fuck you. Like, where am I supposed to go? Like just screaming at this dude. And even cars coming from the opposite direction. Like I could hear them like yelling at this guy behind me, just like, he can't go anywhere, like just driving past. And I'm just like, whatever, dude, fuck this guy. So eventually this guy in front of me, like kind of pulls into the spot fine. 
enough to at least where I can drive past. So I'd start going. And the guy behind me then just like zooms up like behind me and is like like holding the horn down, just laying on the horn, just like bam. So I like speed up and he speeds up with me. So I just like, I'm like, fuck this guy. So I brake check him super hard, like really hard. And I, I thought about getting out of the car right then and there, uh, which in retrospect, I'm glad I didn't. But um, so I brake check this guy super hard. And I'm basically, I I like am like sticking my head and body out the window, took looking at this guy and I'm like, I fucking dare you, bro. And I'm just screaming at this guy. I was so mad and like, I felt really bad because like Nicole's just like, what are you doing? Like she's, she's mad at me because like, I don't ever do this. She's like, what has gotten into you? Like, why are you screaming like this? Like you, you should not be acting this way. And I'm like, I was like, I'm sorry. That guy just really fucking pissed me off. Like, that's insane. Like I couldn't go anywhere. And she's like, it's fine. Just like, let it go. And I'm like, all right. So I just, I keep going and I can see the guy trying to pull up next to me. He's like zooming up, but there's cars coming. So he goes back behind me. He did it like twice and then so eventually we pull up and it's like a light and then I can see the guy he pulls up right next to me like into the oncoming traffic lane and I'm like okay he's gonna like roll down his window and yell at me or some shit so I was like I was honestly ready to just like kind of turn and be like hey like I'm sorry like I was I was being an asshole you, you were being an asshole but I was being an asshole too I apologize so he pulls up next to me and I turn and I, I watch him roll down his window and then I proceed to watch the guy in the passenger seat uh, point a gun right at us and I just go oh shit and I just kind of grab I just grab the steering wheel and I just fucking throw it to the right and I just we go up on the curb just out of the way I was like I don't I didn't even look and see if there's any anybody or anything in the way I just was like we, I, we have to move now and and Nicole's just like what the fuck are you doing like holy shit and I'm just like very calmly because I didn't want to I didn't want to like freak her out any more than she already was I was just like uh, well, that guy just pulled a gun on us and she was like, like what? Like, oh my God. Like, and I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, Cause he peeled out and he drove away. I'm very certain that he didn't have any intentions of firing at that weapon because quite frankly, if he would have wanted to shoot us, he would have done it and I wouldn't have seen it coming. So it's a little freaky. I mean, it, it all happened so fast that I was kind of just like, okay, like, well that happened. Awesome. Like, glad he didn't shoot us and she i mean i felt really really bad i apologized so i was like that's uh I, that was completely my fault i should not have you know acted that way um definitely learned my lesson on that one so like in the future i definitely will not be uh screaming at other drivers while i'm driving or anything like that uh because you, you just never know man who the fuck has a gun or something who's a crazy person it's better to just let it go like yeah, he would have honked his horn at me, but like I should have just I should have just kept my mouth shut and just not done anything. That definitely scared me a little bit. But I'm like, hey, like, do you want to, uh, you know, do you want do you still want to go? Do you want to head home? And she's like, no, 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 let's 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 go. Let's it'll be fun. Like we'll have fun tonight. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then the night proceeds to get a little bit more weird. So we head over to her her friend uh, Daisy's place and we uh her where her apartment is it's like right on the lakefront pretty much so like we we hung out we drank a little bit in the apartment we and then her and a couple of their friends we all walked to the beach we had like a cooler beer we're hanging out having a good night dancing in the water whatever like it was it was a nice night out and we're just hanging out 
and uh, and we see like this this guy walking by with his dog, and, uh, and dog was like a really like really muscular, sleek looking pit bull, and uh, and he was wearing a tactical vest. So we're like, oh, look at how cute that dog is wearing a tactical vest, and you know as as people do when there's a dog nearby everybody's like oh i want to pet that dog like so we we kind of coerced the dog to come over by us and he comes over and he was super friendly and he you know he let everybody pat him and he's sniffing everybody and the guy comes over and he's like hey like how's it going and you know we kind of make a little bit of small talk with him and um he's like talking to the dog and he's like in, in a different language. And he's like, Oh, he's like, don't worry. I'm not speaking gibberish. And the dog only understands Hebrew. So we're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, assuming he's a very well-trained dog and everything. So we're just kind of like there. And he's like, Oh, asking us, are you guys from Chicago? We're like, yeah, we are. And then he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, it turns out he's from, uh, he's from Israel and he's been living. He just moved here about six months ago. And he's like, you know, just adapting. And like the girls are being very, um, very uh, you know, nice to this guy, and they're just like, you know, oh, how do you like, li- how do you like living in the city so far? And just kind of like make, like I said, making small talk, and you know, slowly and slowly, this conversation started to get a little bit more weird because her friend Daisy, who you know, she served in in the in the army for like eight years in Afghanistan and stuff, so she had said something about like, oh, like we're talking about the dog, and he was from the dog's from Israel, and. She's like, oh, I wish I would have brought back all these dogs from Afghanistan with me. And this guy's like, oh, like you served like. And so then it was pretty much just them two having this conversation. And I was kind of like sitting on a chair with him, And he was kind of standing a little bit over my shoulder, probably a couple, three, four feet away from me. And it's really just them two talking, uh, just talking about military stuff. And he was talking about how like, you know, in Israel, I don't know if people, many people know this or not, like in Israel, they are required every man and woman is required to serve uh i forget how many years he said but like just there's required to serve x amount of years in the in the armed forces there and he's like yeah they took like i think he's like four years they took like four years of my life and and she's like yeah i served eight you know but like for me it was voluntary and um it just started they started talking about war stuff and He's like, yeah, you know, he'd just be like, I saw, I saw some pretty, pretty fucked up things over there. And she's like, yeah, you know, like I, uh, I also saw some pretty fucked up things over there. And then they're, they're talking about like, well, he's like, what kind of weapons did you guys use? And then he's, they're just, and then now they're just talking about guns and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a little specific. Like he's asking some pretty, he was asking some pretty specific questions and, I'm like, what is this guy? Because after at this point, he's been standing there for a while. Like, if this guy's out walking his dog, we're just like, you know, he any normal person would have been like, okay, well, I gotta go do, I got shit to do or whatever. Like, just, but he just like was there and he just was lingering and he just started talking about more and more things, talking about like his like he was in some business and doing like failed business because of COVID. You know, very unfortunate, but and. uh at this point, he 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 kind of starts like pivoting the conversation, and he goes. So he's like, you know, it's uh, it's really easy for someone to get their concealed carry here in Chicago, and nobody says anything. We're all kind of just sitting there like silent, and then he goes, much easier than it is in uh, in Israel, and we're just like, yeah, yeah, and I think Daisy said something along the lines of like. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's it's also Chicago too, so not everyone that's carrying a gun is is has a concealed carry, you know. And he's like, yeah, no, like, and he's just like, are you? He's like, and he just straight up goes, are you carrying right now? And nobody says anything. And at this point, my heart is starting to race a little bit. I'll be honest. I was starting to get a little freaked out. And then he goes, you were in the armed forces. How confident are you? And literally at that very moment, I was just like, oh, this guy's going to pull a gun out and just kill us all right now. Like, I was just like, I had no doubt in my mind at that point. I was like, this guy is going to pull a gun out and just shoot us all. And none of us said anything. And I was sitting there the whole time I was sitting there. Like Daisy was sitting like a couple of feet away from me on the ground. And we were, we kind of made eye contact a couple of times throughout their conversation. And I, he says that he's like, are you, are you in the armed forces? How confident are you? And it felt like it was probably like 30 seconds of silence went by. And I was just like sitting there. My heart was pounding. I was like just watching him out of the corner of my eye to see if he made any fucking movement. And I was like, honestly, I was like, if this, if he's about to fucking do this, like I'm not going to be able to move fast enough to stop anything. So I, I was like, I even like turned my head away and just looked out at the beach because I was like, if this guy like shoots me in the head, I, I don't even want to see it coming. I just want to like, I'm ready. Like I was just ready, ready, ready to die, I guess. I don't know. But it was so freaky. And that those 30 seconds felt like 10 minutes. And then Daisy kind of just looks at him and goes, hey, man, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but tonight's my birthday. And we're kind of doing like a private function. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And he calls his dog and they just disappear into the darkness. And he walks away. Once he's out of earshot, me and we all just kind of look at each other. We're just like, holy shit, was that fucking weird. And like, we were like, and Daisy was like, I'm glad you were paying attention because I was hoping that somebody else was listening to how this conversation was going. And she's like, it might just be my war brain or something that ooh, excuse me that got triggered but she's like i really kind of felt like he was like challenging me and i was like that's kind of what it felt like for me too like i thought like that he i don't even know like maybe maybe it was nothing maybe this guy was just like you know looking for some friends or whatever or just like you know having a normal conversation couldn't pick up on the social cues that we were all really uncomfortable by him like kind of continuing this conversation um maybe i was a little on edge from our (laughs) our counter earlier in the night but i was very like once he walked away i was like i felt my adrenaline start like like going down i was coming down from my like my my adrenaline being so high and like my it my whole body was like shaking at that point and like it literally felt like somebody was holding my shoulders and like kind of shaking me like vibrating me I was like, oh my God. I was like, look at my, I was like, look at my hands, guys. I was like, I am definitely a little freaked out. And we're like, okay, uh, I think it's time to move this party back inside. So we kind of packed up all of our stuff and very cautiously walked back to the apartment. And at that point, I was like, I think it's time to go home. Um, So yeah, that was a very, very interesting night that I had. And and I I told the story a couple of times, a couple of times. Uh, to, to the guys at the shop like the next day and 
like I'll be honest, like just retelling the story, like I was starting to get like like emotional and stuff. Like it, it just so like putting myself back in that mindset of like just sitting there and like listening to him talk and like it just it really kind of like his the way he was talking, he was very much implying like he was like saying like like almost like when he brought up the, the the concealed carry and how easy it is to get one here, it was almost like he was like bragging or like kind of like alluding that hey. I'm holding a gun right now. And I was like, if my first thought was like, oh, I think this guy's going to rob us. Then it was like, oh, I think this guy legitimately is just going to fucking kill us. And I was like, I don't, I just being in that mindset of being like, I think we might die right now was like something I've never experienced before. I mean, I've been like in car crashes and stuff like that, or just like, you know, like some, some close calls, but it was like this was something very specific and very strange because it was like there was nowhere I could go. Like I couldn't like escape from this situation. I couldn't just get up and walk away because I felt like if I moved, that would have been it. Um, but thankfully, 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 nothing, nothing happened. We all just kind of got freaked out. Um, and then, you know, here we are. We were able to record this podcast and I have this wild fucking story to tell. So. Uh, I just wanted to share that one with you guys. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to enjoy that. Uh, this was a very long, long, long opening intro. But uh, without further ado, here is me and Kevin Aldridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is fun. This is this is awesome that we're going to get a chance to podcast in person. This is our like, second time meeting in yeah. person. And now we're getting to podcast in person. It's not uh, not a Zoom call. It's not, you know, what, what are the all the other things? Yeah. FaceTime and all Discord that. server or yeah. something. <laughs> oh man! So uh, how are you? Uh, how are you enjoying the Chicagoland area so far, Kevin? I love it here. It's it's great. I've I've been to a lot of cities, like just playing shows and you know just touring over time, but I've never been here. You've never been to Chicago? Ever. No. Wow. I know. Okay. It's, it's, and it's every, so far it's been kind of like everything people have said about it. Like, um, it's kind of like my hometown of Fort Worth. They're like, yeah, it's kind of like Texas a little bit, but people, uh, people are just, they're just kind of nice up here. <laughs> Depending. Depending. Yeah. Unless I you mean, try to break check them super hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, that's awesome, though. Like, uh, do you, are there, you have any, like, I guess like bucket list check mark things that you want to do while you're here or what or have anything you have done so far? Um, I don't know if I have any bucket list, like people want to eat pizza and stuff like that, which I haven't done yet, but yeah, there's plenty, plenty of good pizza places here. <laughs> I've had, um, yeah, no, I've just sort of been an open book. Like look, you know, I had, I went to, I stayed at a uh, Marty and Sarah's place for part of the day yesterday and just hung out it was just nice to like talk to people that are that you care about and just decompress because the travel day was kind of hectic know, yeah it was just hectic it was like oh man yeah, traveling in awesome, general yeah like awesome people i can just chill out with and and like we had some thai food that was really awesome and just kind of hung out and then i saw you guys you know you and Berto like thursday oh yeah the softball game yeah the softball game that, that was, was that was nuts <laughs> that was that was like that was such a weird thing that like came about too like they i remember 
I feel like it was probably about a month ago that somebody at the shop was just like, hey, like they're talking about doing like a charity. First of all, they were like, Cody wants to do a charity softball game. And we're like, okay, sick. And I, I got really excited about it because like I've, I've been playing in a softball league with like my, my brother and my sister and uh, my brother-in-law. And so I was like, I'm ready. This is, this is it. This is my, this is my call up. <laughs> I could tell who played you know, sports <laughs> <laughs> on both teams and who didn't like, Oh yeah. There's like, I could tell like you and Colt. Oh were man. Def- we're like definitely ready. Cabana was like cranking the ball. Man. I was like, I was honestly, not that I was like not expecting him to be like a good athlete. Cause obviously he is, he played college football and shit like that. And, yeah. But like, damn dude, I was like, Cabana fucking impressive. Like <laughs> hitting those balls out there in the field. I thought he almost hit a home run. Oh yeah, yeah, the, and the the, uh, the gun club guys were obviously like oh they, yeah they looked like they knew what was up, but and Layla, God, <laughs> and then you know they so Layla Hirsch was playing like shortstop for their team, and she every literally everything that was hit her way, she was catching it or like on a liner, she was catching it oh, like yeah. low catching it doesn't matter. She was nothing got past her to the point where the whole crowd was chanting MVP at her like she, <laughs> and it turns out. She had never played softball before in her life. This was the first time she had ever done it. Seriously? Yep. She looked like somebody who played all the time. I know. Well, she, she's like a world class like wrestler, like like amateur wrestler as well. Right. So just like having that natural athletic ability, I think just like yeah, softball's fine. I could I I bet I could do that. Like <laughs> she barehanded one. Oh yeah. Like, line drive and yeah, I I would have met I would have bet everything I owned that like oh she plays softball on the weekend she's like a league person yeah sure. she's never played god but yeah it was so funny like we were i was super excited we were and then a bunch of the guys at the shop i mean everybody was pretty excited and we started like quote unquote training for it we we, we started going to the batting cages and just like getting ready and then they were just like uh never mind i don't think the game's happening and we're just like cool okay and then <laughs> probably like not until so I, I don't the the game got announced like a week ago I think, right? It felt like it was about a week ago that they announced that it was happening. We didn't know that it was for sure happening until like a couple days before that. So oh. we we did we really at that point we didn't really have any time to prepare prepare. And we had like one day where we just like we went during work hours, like we all kind of just like went and did I guess kind of like tryouts, but it was more or less just like uh, and here's an hour for us to practice and nobody like it's just, it literally was like uh God, I'm trying to think of like an, I don't know, like it literally looked like uh, like longest yard, you know, when when oh, all the yeah. prisoners are trying to like learn how to play football and stuff, and they're just like looking like idiots. I was like <laughs> that literally was all of us. I mean, we, a couple of the guys were like hitting it really good, and but I was like, it, for me, my eyes are so bad that just like out in the sunlight, I'm like literally like squinting super hard. I could, everybody, I was standing out in center field, and everybody on the field themselves like looked all the same. I couldn't tell anybody apart. I was just like, it literally looked if I took my glasses off, put them on, that was the exact same thing. So I was a little worried about the, the game. I So you couldn't see, you couldn't see at all. Okay. Not at all. Like that day, but like for the game, like, cause what it is is like at night or just in low light, I can see a little bit better, but it like when there's a lot of like light or especially sunlight, it just like, it's too much for like, for my eyes to like process. And uh-huh. I, it's just like, my I guess my prescription kind of changes is what my doctor said. Like he's like if you're inside or outside, like your your eyes change and 
so does your prescription. And I'm like, well, that seems a little counterproductive. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm going to get a second opinion soon. So hopefully like, that's not helpful at all. No. Yeah. I, it was a nice night too. Like you couldn't have picked a better. Yeah. Thankfully to do all that. Yeah. It was really, and it rained the next day too. So like we're, uh, well, at least it rained over here. I don't know if it rained out in Schaumburg, but I know. Yeah. I noticed some in the afternoon. I went down to like refeed my meter. Like, oh, it rained a little bit out here. <laughs> like, okay, all right, cool. But yeah, like, pretty awesome softball game. AEW wrestlers versus pro wrestling T staff. We got creamed. <laughs> no spoiler there. Uh, but we did manage to raise thirteen thousand dollars for Paws Chicago, which is like yeah. for uh, adopting like cats and dogs here. There are no kill shelters, so I've done I've done fundraisers for them in the past too. Just mainly just for like you know how facebook does like the birthday thing it's like hey raise money for charity and i would always do it for pause uh we did pause uh when i wrestled for resistance pro wrestling in in chicago which was billy corgan's wrestling company when when he was doing stuff locally uh we did a lot of stuff with uh with pause then as well we did like adoption uh, events at shows so they would bring all the dogs there and it was awesome oh that's cool yeah did you do did you do the thing with was it december like a one december that you did any merch donations or any anything you sold you donated to pause is that right yeah i think uh a so years ago i i'd posted yeah i had a, I had a picture that i took of my dog it's a little angry chihuahua and just look she looks like a little old woman just like growling and i just took that photo and i like added my name onto it and just regular bold text and i was like oh like like a joke i posted i was like new t-shirt design who'd buy this and like so many people were like, I would buy it. I would buy it. And I was like, all right, screw it. So I just threw it up online on, on a purple t-shirt <laughs> and like not, not a ton of people bought it, but like decent amount of people bought it. And like that month I was like, anybody who buys this shirt specifically, I would donate the proceeds to pause. And I think I probably donated like maybe like a hundred bucks or something, hey, but every little great. bit counts sometimes. Yeah, I, I would. I'm always interested in like helping out animals over people. Oh, a hundred percent. I like animals so much more than people. I yeah, I'd make no distinction God. as far as like what's more important. Well, yeah, I I'd, I would rather much rather help a a, a cause with animals than people just cuz we can take care of ourselves to a degree, you know, some people need help and that's Yeah. I know I've needed help before, but my soft spot is always with like okay, what can I do to help dogs and cats out or or just my local like the the Humane Society of North Texas is like my, the one I've done events for just anytime. Like, Oh, well we'll pay you. For, like, well, no, that's not part of like, this is a benefit. I'm, I just, whatever you would pay me, just put in, you know, put it back into, into your, like either save it for the budget for something else or just donate it. Cause you don't need to be, to have me to do an hour set and, you know, compensate me for it. I want to do this because I want to do it. Not, yeah. You know, it's ridiculous but some some people still do get paid for charity stuff it's so weird yeah and and i mean i get that too like oh yeah for some sure. some people like you know time is your time is valuable and but like that but i'm the same way like if i'm if i'm doing something for charity i was like that's the whole point of me doing it is for charity i'm donating my time and whatever the hell i'm doing like yeah. that's that's the way it is but i mean to each their own um but so did you like do you do like concerts and stuff like you know I know you're you're a musician spoilers anybody who doesn't know who Kevin is <laughs> he's a musician great musician at that he's the creator of the my violet pen 
ugh, take that to, take that again. <laughs> He's the creator of the My Violet Tendencies theme song, the original and the forthcoming one. Oh yeah, that's gonna be that new one's gonna be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> Have you talked to Ryan about? Not yet. I'm. I'm sure he's. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on as well. But oh. I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll get that ready together soon. Yeah. When I get back next week, I'm gonna polish up the demo for him to get. You know, get his vocal and figure out how he wants to do that. Send it back, and then I can start to mix on it and work. You know, add some, add some uh, polish up the turd, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds great so far from like what you sent me. So I'm excited. I mean, everything you've sent me, like for anything, has been like great. So, and I'm not just trying to like blow smoke up your ass. I mean, <laughs> I'm I I guess, I, but I also might just be easy to please. I don't know. I I think I think I get to like I'm I'm lucky that I get to work with people like you that kind of get each other, you know. And that I've been lucky with. I I know what the show is, and I try to channel like okay what would be my contribution to this and try to make it fit and most of the time i've been pretty lucky that people like, okay yeah this fits like the spirit of what we're doing <laughs> but if anything i think I've, as like a as a producer of music that, that that hat is more important than being able to play stuff because i can i can always bring in somebody that like oh, i can't really play guitar like i needs to it needs to be on this thing so let me find a guy or a girl who's like, no, you can do that, but I can still kind of produce the work. Yeah. And that's like, that's a, that's as much fun as the puzzle of actually recording it. Cause you're just moving pieces around. Like, okay, let's make you do, you know, adding little touches here and there. And then just getting notes from you guys. Like, Oh, I like, this might be a little too fast or this is too slow or, I hear a different sound here, you know, the harmonies and things like that. It's always so hard to, at least for me, like critiquing somebody else's art, not even critiquing, but like giving notes. Like I'm always just like, like I, like I, me personally, I'm always just like, like with my, ma- with my matches when I'm wrestling and stuff like that, or even with podcasting, I'll reach out to like my friends that podcast and I'll be like, if they listened and they tell me that they listened, I'll be like, awesome. Like, anything that you notice like am i rambling too much i feel like i ramble too much or i was told that i <laughs> that i bring up the fact that i that i say that i ramble too much he's like <laughs> just let it go like you're fine um but like cru- like with your stuff like i i would be i feel so weird being like uh well could you do it this way or do it that way like like changing it because like i i you always hear stories of like musicians just being like how dare he tell me to like change the way i do my music like but you're not like that at all. Like you're you're super easy to work with, and but I it's it's just but usually like you said you you kind of we kind of like get each other and you whatever you send me I'm just like yep that's exactly what I was thinking too. Well, I try to pay attention to not you know not only like what I think would fit for what you do, but also like really take what are your initial notes were like. Hey, I want a new song, and I'm kind of thinking like this. Like you have to. You have to have a framework like a like a Rolodex of musical styles or whatever. Like, okay, I don't exactly do this style, but I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to some of that music and take what I can. Like, and if I can produce all that myself, great. But if I if I feel like I'm I need a little help with it, I've got a, a you know a great set of 
musician friends that would be more than happy to like, oh yeah, I can do that guitar part real easy. If like if you wanted like some metal or something like like oh I want like a, like a lot of like thirty seconds of guitar solos, I would definitely have to call somebody in on that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that guy. But um you know, if it's if it's like uh the what we're working on, it's not necessarily what I'm used to doing, but it's like, I also really like to play really loud guitar. Yeah. And that works perfect for this. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a, it's a fun exercise and, and like kind of getting to the point of, on music too. Cause we have 30 seconds to cram a lot of hooks in. Yeah. And I think we like this one, I think it's great. And you wrote the, like a really awesome lyrics and melody for it. <laughs> I think this ties in real well. It's so funny. Cause like I've, like wrestling's always been like obviously my my passion and everything but like music has always been like right there like one and two basically and just growing up like my my dad's really big into music uh i mean i played in like concert band and stuff and jazz band like when i was growing up in high school and stuff playing trumpet and trombone and all these other brass instruments um but i've always like like I guess fantasized about like making music and like having a band and stuff like that but then it was just like wrestling was always just there and then wrestling just kind of like kept going with it and I was like well maybe like one day and like now that I'm not really wrestling anymore like I'm like damn like maybe maybe and then like I've been talking with my buddy Nigel Nigel Bravo shout out Nigel um he's got a great band called Active Destruction um they play like death metal but he's like he plays like a bunch of different things. So we've talked about doing like a, I don't even know, like, cause I was, uh, we, we go back and forth about like what kind of like genre it would be, but I'm like, I don't really want to be specific to a genre. Like I want it to be like this, this song might sound like pop punk. This next one might sound like reggae shit or something. Like, I don't know. Like we'll just like mess around and do whatever. And you'll find like when you find people that you want to play with and you, when you're first, starting out writing songs together you'll find a style that fits what that is like you'll you'll gravitate to it and that's just kind of part of the whole journey of finding out what you are with different people as players and that's like man there's it's it's tough to beat as far as a adrenaline of the adrenaline you get from playing with the group of people for the first time and it's <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to beat damn i mean it's exciting i mean i hope I have a lot more free time now, so I'm definitely hoping that we can kind of get together and start doing some stuff. But um, it, for those of you that don't know, like how I how I met, I guess how I met you first time would be like uh, you did the song on PWT Cast for the fan of the week, right? Yeah. Which was I, I, dude, the first time he showed it to me, I was like, this is incredible, and then it just. <laughs> It got stuck in my head, and then at the shop, we'd all just be like, "Dear Scrump and Stink, I'm riding to you." We'd just be like all the time, just singing it to each other, and and then I had I had asked uh, Scrump, I was like, "Hey, like, is it cool if I like reach out to him to do something with me?" Because I like so I know sometimes people get like you know weird about like using their like resources for their right, for yeah. their own stuff, but like we're I mean we're all friends, like we all try to help each other out whenever we can, and. He was like, yeah, absolutely. So like he connected us and then we just kind of like hit it off like right away. And, uh, and then here we are. Yeah. It, I don't have a, I don't have a deal that's like exclusive to Marty and Sarah. Oh yeah. I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah. He got, you, I think he, he got you from 
them. Got you. He he met you from them, right? I think. Yeah, they did one. I think what happened is the first episode of the PWT cast. I think I texted him or not. No, I, I hit him on Twitter. That's right. I DM'd him. I said, hey, if you guys need any music for anything, just let me know. And then, then we just started getting the ball rolling after that. And I was like, yeah, we'll write. And my music partner, Chris, and I uh, came up with the idea of, oh, let's do this, this kind of, I don't know, old, old soul kind of version of, you know, for fan of the week. Yeah. And, we, and I had a couple of ideas. I had an original set of like lyrics for it. And it was a little bit longer. And I remember sending Scrump the first demo and he said, I'd like it a little bit faster and I think I'd like it a little bit shorter. I was like, well, I think I could probably accomplish both of those just by speeding it up. And, then, <laughs> and I, I feel like maybe we ended up cutting like, cutting it a little bit. But what we ended up with, I think, is way better than where it started. But those just those are perfect. Those are the kinds of notes you want, mm-hmm. you know, like we've talked about sometimes notes don't yeah. really work out for you. You get, <laughs> you get some crazy stuff sometimes. But for the most part, like I, I'll get, um, like when I send something to Marty and Sarah, they, it, it's usually right on for them. Like they just, they like it and want to, and want to use it. But they're, they're a couple, it's same, same kind of deal. Like if I get notes from them, it's like, usually needs to just be a little bit shorter or you know just a tweak of lyrics here and there that's what that's what's good like sarah likes to she's got a good editor's eye and so oh yeah yeah, maybe change this to the she's great about that and that's that's what we did like um she got she got the Mikey at, at Black Label Pro mm-hmm. had her do the ground control of the Filthy Tom song. Oh, yeah. And she came to me about it, like, hey, do you want to try and do this song? And um, so I wrote out, like, my scratch demo. Like, oh, these are some lyrics that I have for it. And then we could cut it, you know, cut the song down to, because that song's pretty damn long. Yeah. So uh, I think I ended up with, like, a 90-second version and oh, then we wow. just had a Google Doc where we like I wrote down like oh here's some lyric ideas that I had and then she came back and she made some changes and I was like oh perfect because like everybody even no matter if you don't think you need an editor everybody needs an editor oh yeah and she came back in and like just layered in some stuff like oh this is perfect and that was it we just had my pass and her pass and that was it dang and it was great and then she gave me uh, a ton of backing vocal harmonies that are really really cool so uh, she's so talented yeah man yeah (laughs) they're they're that's like that's a very talented uh both of them homestead yeah yeah it's pretty ridiculous um and i tried like i tried to be funny in it but not like too funny because like professional comedians trying to tell professional comedians that you're funny yeah and a song that you're writing together it's like (laughs) yeah i might be out of my element on this but yeah, it, it's been pretty easy. Like you guys are all that this like group of people that we know. There's a very like-minded uh, attitude about collaboration, and that is kind of a rare thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially like, I feel like a lot of times, especially in wrestling, like people are like, like I said, people are sometimes very protective of their like resources, and they don't like to share you know, things that might help somebody else outshine them. 
and which is understandable. I mean, it's business. Um, but I feel like in the aspect of like podcasting and stuff like that, it's it's really just like, listen, we're all kind of like on the same level. I mean, obviously, like some other podcasts will probably like probably make more money or they actually make money on stuff or they have more listeners. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all just doing this because it's fun and we just like talking and like like <laughs> like hearing our own voices, I guess. But <laughs> it and right now that to me that that's important for me to be around people that like I, that I want to be around instead mm-hmm. of uh, isolating, you know, COVID just kind of shut us all in and going out, the idea of going out and just seeing people that may make you a little bit anxious, that doesn't interest me. So if I do go out, it's like, I'm going to be with the people that I love. Yeah. And that's, that's what's been great about this trip. It's like, I'm going to see all, I'm going to see my people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, like, you talked about, like, with COVID kind of stuff, like, happening. Like, I know for me, it was, like, a real big eye-opener as far as, like, what really kind of matters to me now. As opposed to, like, before, I feel I feel like I took a lot of things for granted. Like, um, and, like, with me, like, with me not wrestling anymore and just kind of, like, hey, I just kind of want to, like, take some time to just, like find out what find out what makes me happy outside of wrestling uh was there anything like that for you like with music and stuff like i know you mentioned that you you had kind of stopped playing like live shows before the pandemic um like how how has that been going for you i think yeah that it's about six months before covid you know stopped stopped everything down i had talked to my band about like hey guys you know i'm not really feeling like playing shows is something I want to do right now. And I understand if you guys don't want to, yeah, cause we were still rehearsing. I said, I still want to make a record and I still want to get together and rehearse because I feel like it's good for all of us and we can still be creative, but I just don't want to play shows. And my, and I told them what, what a lot of what happened with it was what I was feeling was I had so much anxiety mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I just like the thought of being around people made me really nervous and part of it was i didn't drink as much as i used to yeah and that was a big big player and probably how i dealt with crowds and things like that but just like made the decision that i don't want to get too drunk and play a gig because i like to play well like mm-hmm. part of part of that is just like i want to play well and have a good time having a t- good time is playing well in some, you know, in some instances, but so I just, I just had this like phobia. I don't know. I just didn't want to be around people. And then COVID happened and it, it, and initially gave me, Oh, this is a blanket I can use. To, yes. Like, see, I'm justified. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of people anymore. I, I can go. Everyone's afraid of people. Now. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody. Yeah. Look, I'm your leader. But, <laughs> So it helped. It helped me in in the short term. I thought it helped me. Like, oh, this is oh, this is going to take care of itself now. But what it did is kind of compound and and build up because I never addressed it. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm sort of addressing those things, my mental health and mm-hmm. and therapy and things like that. 
as we've talked about, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like I feel like we're telling the same story here. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. When you talk, when you talked about that last week, I'm like, oh man, I gotta text him because this is, this, I not to compare it, but it was like I, I would I would want someone to know that I'm going through that too, and that you know our friendship is such that even though we've like we just met, yeah, like, you know, and physically, to two days ago, it's like we have. Yeah, we have so much. We shared a lot of of things just via text and, mm-hmm. and message. Like, no, I know this guy. This this would probably be appreciated. No, it definitely was. Like, uh, a couple people, like you, you as well, and a couple other people, like, had reached out and just kind of like said like stuff. And it makes me feel like, okay, good. I'm not like crazy <laughs> or something like that. You know, like it's. And it's not like this, it's not, it's not even like there's something wrong with me or there's not, there's nothing wrong with you. These are like perfectly like normal human emotions that we're feeling that like just sometimes like, you know, it's, and especially growing up, especially being men, like it's kind of like looked down upon to like show emotion and to like kind of like talk about like feelings and talk about like what things that you're afraid of and things that like, like fuck with your head. It's just like, nope, you got to suck it up, be a man, just do this, do that. And like for the most, most of my life, you know, that's just, it's just like, okay, yep. Just, just swallow, swallow this and, and just keep on moving. And, but like now, like, I feel like it's more accepting of people to kind of like talk about this stuff and, yeah. and it feel it feels good to kind of just be like, oh, okay, shit. I thought I was like, this, I was the only one. There's so many people that feel the same way. Like this is not that it's great, but it's great to know that you're not like alone in these situations. Yeah. I, I had, um, yeah, the rub the dirt in it childhood too. Of my dad was like, he would never, I mean, he was definitely mentally ill, but he never addressed it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, but, but just to be in therapy, man, I, I'm like, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really been good for me. And doesn't mean that things are fixed or, or will ever be, but it like it gives you these tools to work with with that kind of stuff. No, and, it's it's definitely like it's never gonna be like fixed, so to speak. It's yeah. it's always it's just maybe there is no fixing it, but sometimes like you learn the like you said, you learn the tools to kind of like help make it easier. And it like you don't have these like anxiety attacks or like you know, feel like you're panicking all the time. You're just like, okay, I can do this. Like, yeah, I, I, it's, it just occurred to me while you were talking, while you're saying that, that it's like managing it is really the goal. Like mm-hmm. instead of, well, when's everything going to be okay? Well, what does that really mean? It's like managing it is what should be like the normalized thing. Like you're always going to be dealing with these things. And then when, when I was younger and depressed I would be upset when someone would would make the comparison or or try to say oh you know everybody goes through this like I wanted to feel special and now it's like I don't like that (laughs) I don't like that now I want to I want to have somebody that understands it yeah though it definitely I feel like it does a disservice to you when somebody like whether or not like some like they don't like your feelings are definitely valid for like how you feel. So when people tell you things like that, like, oh, well, everybody goes through that. Like you're, it's like, OK, you're telling me that like what I'm do, what how I'm feeling right now isn't a big deal, even though to me, I know it is a big deal. It, it is. This is a problem. And you're kind of like making it seem like, like it's trivializing it. Yeah. yeah. And like and, and people 
I feel like people do that without even knowing it. And like, cause you have friends and family that might say that and they, they, they don't intentionally mean to make you feel like shit when they do that. But that's why, and that's, you know, we, with therapy and like, uh, we've been talking about like, especially with all this stuff with mental health issues going on in wrestling, we've, we've been talking about putting together some sort of like, um, like a support system in, in wrestling, just, just to have people we could talk to each other and just like, like-minded people that are going through similar things that what's the best kind of person to talk to these problems with is people that are having the same problems. And you guys can kind of be like, this is what, this is how I do, how I cope with it. And this is how I deal with these problems. This is how I deal with it. And then maybe this might help you. This might help you. And, you know, maybe we might not, you know, we might not stop people from like killing themselves, but like at the end of the day, like just being able to talk to somebody could, make the difference you know we don't know well yeah and we need we people need support they need to know that they're not you know they're they're, they have options to be able to talk to people i think we're getting as a society i think we're getting better at identifying uh who the who the groups that can actually help us and and you know the the stigma when i was growing up with like the suicide hotline thing was just it seemed, I don't know. Like a joke, kind of? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. And these seem a lot more, I don't know. I, legitimate's not the right word. but Just more hands-on, I feel like. Y- yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Or, you, or that we know somebody who's actually used those services and gotten something from it. Yeah, just something that's more, uh, I guess, uh, not obtainable is not the word I'm looking for. Just comfortable because yeah. I feel like cold calling a hotline because you're feeling like you, this might be it. I feel like no one's going to do that. Like, I, I'm sure people do. And, and I'm not saying that the, the suicide hotline isn't like a great tool. I'm sure I'm sure it, it does make a difference in a lot of people's lives. But I, I just feel like being more hands on and direct with people like just to talk and reach out like could be a little bit more uh, productive. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I know. uh a lot of groups, a lot. I've seen Mick Foley talk about like NamiDog.org and Marty mm-hmm. and Sarah definitely have done that as well. If you're, yeah, if you, if you're not feeling yourself or you, you're depressed, or you, that's a, a re- great resource to reach out to. They, they can help people. Yeah, it's and it goes without saying. Like, if anybody, anybody listening or anything like that, if you ever feel like you need to reach out, like reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, like. Don't be afraid. Like my DMs are open. Yeah, same. Like his, Kevin's yeah, DMs are absolutely. open. Like please, just like shoot us a message. Like I've I've had people do that like recently, especially too. And like when I see I've seen I've seen people like just kind of like posting shit, and I'll just be like drop them a line and be like, hey, everything cool? Just even if I don't know, I'm just like, you know, you never know. Yeah, I I check in with people and make if even when I'm not feeling my best, if I come I'm, I'm when I'm really depressed. I like to do things like that, like check in with people to see how they're doing. It tends to bring me up or like I just try to do something nice for somebody. It it does help. I like, I like to do that kind of stuff. It, it just selfishly, it's, you know, it sounds weird, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel good. Well, no, it's, and it's good though. Cause like it, it, uh, like knowing that you like by, by you lifting somebody else's spirits, like, li- like it lifts my spirits as well. Like I feel I feel good helping somebody else feel good. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, <laughs> no, no, it, it's not. 
I'm, you know, it, it's, I'm, I was kind of joking, but no, no, odd. yeah. Like it's, it could definitely be perceived as somebody cynical, like, well, you're only making yourself, you you're know. obsessed with feeling good. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you want to feel good? You're trying to get yourself over. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, I guess to, to lighten the mood a little bit now, <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned your band, like in, and back in Texas, like what, I don't know if we ever talked about your band before. Like, what, uh, what was the name of your band? Um, it's Kevin Aldridge and the Appraisers. Really? Band, oh, which, that's a great which, name. Which my my buddy Barry calls us K A and the A's. So oh, okay. We, just, we use that for a lot of like, when we would do merch. We've been we we've kind of been using that, but uh, yeah, and and it's different than like the stuff I I do for the the podcast, like the music that I make is nothing like the, what I do for other shows. <laughs> if you had to classify it, it by like a genre, like what, what would you say or what could you compare it to? I, I mean, the the best comparison I think is like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, that's incredible. Like that or the, or the Jayhawks bands like that. Like that. Because uh, if, if Petty came out today, he'd be considered like alt country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, so the, a lot of those kinds of bands like that, uh, like Jayhawks with the harmonies and the you know fun guitar playing, will you know I guess the biggest band in that in that genre would be like Wilco because we could be put in that category I suppose I guess, okay. as well. But um, that that's pretty much what I do. Like the closest song that anything that I've ever done for a podcast that sounds like what I no- would normally do is probably um, the uh, Wrestling Confession song, like the first one I ever did for Marty and Sarah. Oh, okay. So it's that's probably, because I, yeah, uh, that's probably the closest thing, because it's just a voice and acoustic guitar. But my band stuff, I we, we do two guitars, keys, bass, and drums, so, um, and two and three-part harmonies on a lot of the stuff. But, uh, but the stuff I do for you guys, it's like, it, to me, it's some of it is an exercise in, okay, let's do some shit different now. <laughs> I want to do something that I am not used to doing so I can get out and, uh, you know, check the color palette and use something I normally don't use or try a dif- different thing. Um, like you, when you, for your new thing, it's like, I don't write pop punk songs, but I'm sure as shit going to try it. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I have a drum I have a like MIDI drum program so I can like build my own drum parts out for it. That's a whole other, you know, it's like a whole other set of skills that I'm working on. So that gives me, it's just reps, you know, it's yeah. reps. And I feel like a lot of music is reps, even if you're getting a finished product out of it, like, or, and I would, I would never call a song a product, but you know, songs are a work in progress pretty much all the time even if you've recorded it it's just a snapshot of like the moment you finish that that's that version of it yeah so but doing like doing stuff for podcasts it's a it's a different set of muscles you know? yeah it's it, it i guess it could you could say it kind of makes you a little bit more well-rounded as a musician yeah yeah definitely that's yeah. good I'd say that like, and my buddy, Chris, who does the, uh, some of the music, like he did, he, your theme now, that long version, I had an idea 
and I, I hadn't even sent it to Chris yet, but I told him what you wanted. <laughs> and he is like, Hey, don't even worry about sending me anything. I've got an idea. And, um, just, we're going to do a vocoder on your voice. That's what, that's what that, that crazy effect is. <laughs> and I say it in like a terrible British accent, <laughs> uh, it, but it, which made the vocoder part of it even more crazy. But I, I told him like, a, Oh, this is kind of what we were looking at. I don't remember what the notes were. And, and he's like, well, I've already started down this road. Let me know what you think. And, and I had a, I had a really kind of Bowie-esque idea for a vocal for yours. And he's like, we don't even need it now. So that's kind of how he and I work. Like I'll send him an idea. I'll dictate some notes like, or I'll send him a sketch of a song that's like 10 seconds long and he can build out stuff. So that's when he, so cool. Yeah. He's man. He's a, he's a kind of a super genius. But when I work with him on things, that tends to be how we work. Like I'll send a, like a kernel. He'll send back like a demo. I'll deconstruct his demo. Like, Oh, that's, that's needs to be a little longer. That needs to be a little shorter. Let's add some of this stuff here. I'll send it back. I'll sing a vocal for him, play some guitar. Uh, there's a lot of times where he just, he takes notes. Great. That's it, it, it's, he's part of the project. So pays attention better than I do. Probably <laughs> me, definitely me too. <laughs> yeah. He's, he gets, I call him the beekeeper. It's like all my dumb ideas are like, these bees buzzing around all over the place. And his, his job is to like collect catch them. them. Yeah, exactly. Collect them. So, uh, yeah, Chris is like, he's just a really unbelievable. Shout out Chris. Yeah. Shout out. He will not listen. That's he okay. Doesn't, doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> yeah. Like he did the, the, so the music for fan of the week was, uh, me just, I played an acoustic guitar through my, into my phone and sang the song. And then, Chris called me and it's like, Hey, I'm thinking like, I'm going to build this out. Like, uh, like an old soul song. Like, cool. Let's do that. So he took that basic idea and then built out the stuff with, with some horns in there and all kinds of, you know, <laughs> it's whatever else is in there. It's such a good, like clap along song too. Oh yeah. Oh, we he and I are like big fans of the, of the hand claps. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's like, We'll be at work too, and like sometimes when we're working pretty late, especially right now, working late nights, and everyone's just like kind of slap happy and tired. And then either me or one of my other cokers, we have like a Bluetooth speaker that we'll just start playing music off of and just blasting it, annoying everybody else because nobody else wants to hear what the fuck we're listening to. <laughs> but then we'll just start playing like some oldies or some shit, and then we'll we'll just start a clap going, like during the even during the day and stuff, and then like. I'll start doing it. Somebody else will start clapping. And then somebody else starts clapping. And then the next thing you know, we got everybody in the back <laughs> like, just clapping along. And my boss, my boss walks back there and he's just like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like get back to work. Less, less clapping, more printing, more CM Punk shirts. Yeah. Yeah. That's that seems to be the order of the day. <laughs> I was, when I was driving around the city yesterday, um, I, my rental card's ridiculous. I think we talked about it, like. Oh yeah, you had, you got like an <laughs> like an Escalade or something. Like yeah. what what kind of car did you get? So I w- I was deliberate about when I when I decided I was going to get a rental car. Like okay, if I'm going to be in the city, I got to park whatever I'm in. Oh, that's true. And I need something that's not going to be too big. So I was like, okay, I'll just get like I don't know a Camry. That's easy enough to park. 
And so I go up to the counter when I, at, at O'Hare and, or the rental place up there. And the guy's like, I got good news and bad news. I'm like, oh, man. Okay. What's going on? It's like, well, the bad news is your Camry's not available. Like, oh. Okay. What's the good news? I upgraded you to, to a, a loaded Tahoe. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. I didn't want a boat. But about 10 minutes into my drive, like a out of the airport i'm like yeah i'm a tahoe guy now hell yeah this thing is awesome like oh it's like it 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 unleashed my inner southern dummy like all the dumb cowboys in texas driving big trucks like god it just reminds me of like from the simpsons like can you narrow (laughs) just seeing your silhouette coming over the horizon there it is the canyon Yeah, I, it was. I, so I, my buddy Jason came out here uh, on the trip too. He came the day later, and I texted him like, "Hey, this is what I'm picking you up in." And he's like, well, "What kind of? It's like we're gonna do like a ride along thing. This thing's huge." <laughs> like, yeah, we should. So we should just get Nick and Scrump and do a PWT ride along. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was driving through the city yesterday, and I said like, "Oh, that's right." I don't need AC everywhere I go because it's like the weather's normal here. And I just rolled my windows down and just cranked Al Green. Like, oh, this is hell yeah. I'm feeling like this is a good trip now. Yeah, it's got the, the weather. It's been like super hot and humid like the last couple of weeks. Uh, but that this week, it really kind of cooled down. Like literally as soon as you got here, it just everything's been nice. Everything got cool. Everything got cool. I like that. I spent all the Al Green. <laughs> Definitely wasn't me. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely not me. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah. To answer your earlier question about the city, like I don't really have a bucket bucket list thing. Um, I just like I just wanted to see my friends, you know, like seeing all you guys is just for my for me like my mental health. It was like this is the best thing I could have done, and I'm so glad that I didn't. Like, I don't want to get a ticket, you know, or like, like, I don't want to fly. I don't want to, I don't want to pay a bunch for like tickets to the show or anything yeah, like that. And yeah. I got really lucky. Like I got my tickets to say, you know, when they went on sale or the early thing. And then my flight, I got, I ended up getting like a, I flew out first class, like kind of inexpensively. Yeah. And then I, at some point I was like, fuck it. This is uh this is my first like trip in a long long time. I'm gonna have fun. Hell yeah! So yeah, it was it's it's been a it's pretty interesting. When do you uh, when do you fly back home? Monday. Monday, and evening or morning? Um, uh, like eleven. Oh okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, but I think my buddy leaves. He's a little bit later than me, but I don't even know. Like after I had to pick him up yesterday, and it was awful nightmare yeah we were we had tickets to uh rampage that uh you know that show started at like i guess at nine Nine, or something i didn't even have him in the car until like probably at nine and then we were driving back up there but it was just so crowded yeah there's just there's been bad traffic all i mean even coming here i was coming back from my house and it takes me five minutes usually to get here and it, i was like why is there so much traffic jesus and uh, there was an accident actually but Uh-oh. but like i was like it just seemed i mean there's a, an influx of bodies in the city <clears throat> this weekend i mean it is and it's labor day weekend so people right. are doing shit and in spite of the the virus among us but <laughs> for a big city people in 
in this town drive pretty well. Yeah. And they're not like too aggressive. I mean, Texas is some really aggressive drivers. People get wild down there. Oh, man. they Yeah, they'll just run you right off the road. But I was <laughs> thinking like, oh, big city. Well behaved, everybody. Good way to go, Chicago. We do what we can. Chicago. Yeah. Um, but again, like all the things I heard about the people here, it's like, oh, people are cool. I'm like, yeah, they're cool. The people that I've run into have been really cool. <laughs> like friendly, but not saccharine, sugary, you know, sweet, fake. Friendly. Yeah. Like the right amount of, oh, if I fuck with this person, then it, it's on. <laughs> like that still got that. That's like Eddie Kingston. He's a, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. But if you could cross him, he'd be like, bro, what, what, you, what, what happened? <laughs> is, is, he, is he a one strike you're out kind of guy, you think? Um, probably I would say so. I, uh, I've only really interacted with Eddie a couple times, but like every time I, you know, he's, he's always been really nice. I'm, I always love the, the, one of my favorite stories with him is, or actually there's two really good stories with him. One was, was a couple of years back when I was working IW Mid-South, uh, for Ian Rotten and I had to drive, I was driving Jeff Cobb there and back but I on the for the way back they they had asked me if I could take Eddie back to Chicago. I'm like yeah of course. So I drove drove everybody. Drove I I, I love driving too. So I'm like I don't care. I was like yeah I'll drive the whole way. I don't. Yeah. And um, we go drop everybody off and stuff. And then and he goes he's like hey did did Ian did Ian pay you trans money? And I'm like eh, no. But like it's fine. Like I this was this was a nice trip for me. I had fun just hanging out with everybody. And he just like reaches into his wallet and he like. He shoves money into my hands and he's like, take this money. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. And he, go, and he just looks me dead in the eye and goes, you take this money or you're going to fucking offend me. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And he's just like, thank you so much. He gives me a big hug and stuff like that. But, and then the next time I saw him was we were, we were driving, we we're going to leave from Chicago to drive to um, Toronto for Alpha One, Ethan Page's company up there. Are they still around? Uh, I think they are. Okay. I think they, asked, I think they started doing stuff again now. Uh, things started getting a little relaxed up there, but uh, that that was a, a Saturday or the show was a Sunday, and he was Eddie, Eddie was in town for AAW here in Chicago on that Saturday, and I was just at home. I used to actually at that point I was living at the apartment building right next door to the Pro Wrestling Tees. I used to live there with Scrump. We were roommates, um, and. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and I told him, like, hey, like, if you want, like, after the show, you can come crash at, at my house, and we were going to leave at, like, three in the morning or some stuff to just drive through the night, because the show was early. Right. And uh, after the show, he comes, he's, he's just like, nope, he's like, let's go out. So it was, like, me, him, this guy, uh, this other wrestler, Br- uh, Baker, and then Mike Robles, who's, like, he's, he does camera work for Smart Mark Video. And uh, we all just went to this place called The Exit. It's like a infamous punk rock, like biker bar kind of deal here in Chicago. It's just grimy, gross, but it's like cheap drinks, and it's it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's open till four a.m. Um, I think they might have just closed, or like they're closed for like renovations or something. But everyone's kind of freaking out about it. Um, but on the upstairs, they, there's like a downstairs and the upstairs. The upstairs, I always like would joke and say that it was like a felt like you were in the movie blade like you know when they walk into like the the gothic like nightclub and shit yeah. that's kind of how it is up there sometimes it's very strange they do like bondage night up there and 
but we go up there and we're just like hanging out and drinking and it was just like like uh they were just playing a lot of like depeche mode and all this shit and like eddie was just like vibing oh and yeah stuff. and he was <laughs> we just like hung out that whole night till about 4 a.m and then then we were like okay time to drive to canada <laughs> so then we just jumped in the car oh, man. and went like and and we had um another guy lo- another local guy pat monix he he was gonna meet us there so i was like hey like we've kind of been drinking for a little bit like if you want to like pick us up and we'll, you drive the first leg of the trip and then by then i'm sure one of us will be sobered up by then and just and then we just did it and it was crazy but it was a great trip so much fun and you know i've every time i've seen eddie since then he always gives me a big hug and stuff so Love that guy. Sweetheart, but I would never want to cross him. Yeah, there there are certain people, like he's one of those guys, like I would just imagine, like, ah, I want to stay on the good side of somebody like him. Like, <laughs> I feel, when we were at the Black Label Pro show, uh, oh God, I'm all mumble mouth, the Black Label show earlier, um, I, was, I looked at my buddy, Jason, and I'm like, filthy scares me. <laughs> like, healthily, like, like water scares me. Yeah. Like I love water. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a healthy, I have a healthy fear of that man possibly being able to just kill me. (laughs) But I also have talked to him. Like I talked to him one time at an MLW show that I was working and he was super cool. But also I knew in the back of my mind, water can drown you and filthy Tom can kill you. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that's, that's like, that should be like a like a motivational poster or something like that. It's just like, just remember or like a, just a quote or something that you remember. Just, just remember this, yeah. But he was so nice. I had no reason to think that other than there's just some people like yeah, that guy. If if you're not on his good side, it's probably not a good place to be. Like, I want to just be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so what's next for for Kevin Aldridge and 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 music and stuff like what do you you got anything uh on the back burners right now i've been i've been kind of building my home studio well mobile home studio uh up a little bit so depression will make you buy stuff mm-hmm. you know like, <laughs> oh i know yeah um i definitely have done a little bit of that uh but nothing crazy but uh, I bought a guitar that I really, really wanted, and you know, I'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the arsenal, but yeah, I think just I uh, want to be able to continue to build, like doing stuff for you guys for for podcasts. It's, it is such a blast. But I've been writing a bunch, and it's more of just like sections of things or ideas, and I've got them all in one document. And what I'll do is when I when I can commit some music, actual like guitar playing ideas, uh, to tape or, or whatever, uh, on my phone, I'll start to take some of those bits and like, okay, I can come, I need to come up with a melody that goes with these, this chord structure that I have or something that I built out in, in, you know, Cubase in the studio. But I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get my head to where, I feel like I I can contribute to like my happiness of making music again. Absolutely. I don't know, I don't know if I'm, how much sense that really makes, but like you can you can get on like that treadmill of well, yeah, you would definitely you what we've talked about like uh, 
the treadmill of creativity or like, oh, well, hey, I, well, I'm a wrestler, so I have to find, I have to find shows all the time to, to work. And same for like being in a band is like, I've got to have gigs. Like that's got to be working, got to be working. Yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe I should think more about, maybe I should have some more songs that I like and maybe that'll make playing live more fun. And so that's where my, that's where my head is kind of at now. Like, okay, I think I'm over the part where I don't want to be around people. I think I'm getting there. And now it's like, okay, if I'm going to go play shows, I don't want to play like all those same songs that I've always done. Not, not that I wouldn't play any of them, but I'd like to have some new material, not maybe to justify my own thoughts of like why I was gone. No, absolutely. So that's where I'm at. Like I, I'm, I've got a bunch of ideas. It's just going to take time to sort through like, eh, maybe that doesn't really fit here and just kind of build, you know, building a new set kind of thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to like anything, you put out i'll definitely check it out and anything you want to share out there like send me any songs you're working on and we'll toss it on the end of an episode or something for people oh, to check out awesome yeah definitely we'll do that i've got um i've got some ideas that i think are going to make me happy you know that's that's the name of the game on that's this. the goal that's yeah, the goal like, in this just trying to be just trying to find happiness and yeah stay sane like starting a band is like why do you do this like people are like oh we think we're going to be famous no one thinks about that stuff well some people do when you're young you don't though, yeah right well i don't know maybe you want to get girls or whatever <laughs> but for me i i started it's like i wanted to be able to kind of get my thoughts out there which it's just funny because if you have low self-esteem and you want your thoughts out there it's like some kind of weird ego trip like like <laughs> does anybody really care but yeah no I, it's it's a it's been a process. I'm really glad to be able to contribute to what you guys do, you know, your various podcasts. And also it bridges for me kind of stepping away to kind of getting back in. Cause it's, to my, my opinion is that doing these other things for podcasts has made me a better musician and given me confidence and pushed me along. Like it's it sort of tided me over until I could get my head right. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I know that feeling. Like, especially, like you said, with the confidence thing. Like, that's been, for me, personally, like a lot of, the, like, the same with wrestling. Like, I kind of felt like I lost my confidence and just felt like I didn't belong anymore, which was, like, kind of like a cliche thing to say, I guess, or just, like, woe is me. But, like, and I know it's, like, one of those things It's like, it's clearly just in my head, but... I was just like, I just think I need to step away. I need to like distance myself and just kind of like do a hard reset. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. It, you have to, you have to step away sometimes to just see what's in front of you and get like, you take a step off the escalator and the world can kind of yeah, move. The world's not going to move that far ahead of you. If you decide to get back on. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. Um, acceptable to take a creative break. Sometimes it's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Well, dude, thank you so much for for yeah. hanging out with me this weekend. I know we're, we're you got you're doing a bunch of fun stuff. I've been working my hands to the bone here, yeah. but uh, I definitely I've been trying to make more time to do podcasts. And I was like, I was like, we got a podcast if you're in town because like this is this will be great content and. 
and it'd be great to just hang out and talk and get to know you a little bit better. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, usually at the end of the show here, I kind of leave it open ended for anything you want to plug promote. Just say anything you want. The floor is yours, my friend. I have, um, I'm not really on social media right now, which has been a nice break, but, um, Kevin J Aldridge on Twitter, you can DM me or add me or what, what not, that's not adding. It's following. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, little punch drunk or something from all the stuff today. So anyway, yeah, yeah uh, you can follow me on, yeah, Kevin J. Aldridge and uh, my band or my website's kevinaldridge.com. Also, I, I own uh, the king of songstyle.com. I've, I've had that forever. And oh, really? Like, that's pretty good. It's like 2013, I think I had it. So I was way ahead of the curve. That's good. Um, but in, and, it's uh yeah it's just a thing that i just have it like redirected to my regular side anyway (laughs) even better yeah rambling so uh but yeah that's and then there's nothing no gigs coming up or anything like that but yeah just trying to you know be better man hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like that that's that that's a good thing to to end on then so thank you again uh we'll have i'm sure i'll have you on this again we'll do some we'll do it a skype interview next yeah, time probably that's cool, man. we'll do a little catch up when you got some music coming up or whatever we'll, we'll talk about your new song yeah oh i can't wait <laughs> all right dude uh thanks guys for listening <laughs>